Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Screen Nerds Podcast. My name's Michael Burgett, and thanks for joining me for this quick screen episode of A Mouthful of Air, starring Amanda Seyfried and Finn Whitrock. Uh, just got out of the theater and wanted to share some of my thoughts with you on the film. Uh, it's based on a book uh, that was written by uh, the screenwriter and the director of this film, uh, Amy Copperman. And uh, the story is about a woman by the name of Julie Davis, who is a children's author and illustrationist. Yeah, illustrationist. And she, uh, along with that, deals with depression. And uh, you see that through the course of the film, her experiences with uh, battling with depression. depression and mental illness and uh, wow Um, this film uh, I was interested in seeing this film because of the trailers and uh, I'm a fan of Amanda as an actress she's a really really great actress and so it it, the the premise of it kind of drew me in as far as you know telling a story like this because you don't see uh, too many films that really dive into depression and kind of tackle it uh, in a manner that this film does. And that's tough, too, because particularly going into a film like this, uh, dealing with topics of depression and mental illness, uh, it, it, it really has to be handled very delicately uh, while being forthright and honest. And I feel like that this film for the most part does balance that uh, of being forthright and honest but at the same time uh, tells a narrative story that uh, is coherent and uh, and honest uh, I, I think that you see throughout the course of the film Julie and her ups and her downs and the things that she struggles with and not just that I think you see through the eyes of her family members, her husband, who Ethan, who's played by Finn, uh, you see just the impact of that relationship and, and, and the toll that it takes on them and the extended family. Uh, really, it's it's a hard film. I, I as I was walking out of the theater, I was trying to think of a film that compares to me as far as the grittiness and the just a hard feel walking out. And I feel like that four good days, uh, was probably a comparison to make here because that film was very harsh and very hard and you really had to, you know, really wrestle with it and it, and it, and it just sticks with you. And I feel like this film sticks with you too. It's a very hard film and they even at the beginning of the film give a disclaimer uh, as kind of a uh, discretionary advisement for those that struggle with depression and mental illness uh, before watching the film because it it tackles it hard and while it doesn't necessarily show all the effects of it uh, there are a lot of implications and there are there's a lot of implying that goes on with this film uh, in, in scenes that take place that 
really will wreck will just wreck you. I think I think that's probably the word that kind of best describes this film. It wrecks you, and you walk out of the film really just wrecked. Um, you you just have that feeling uh, when you walk out. Uh, the performances I thought for the most part were really really good. I thought Amanda was tremendous. Uh, it, it's very difficult to go into a role like this, but I thought she did a really great job. I thought that Finn, uh, as Ethan, was probably the the glue of the film. I thought his performance was impressive because he had to play off of Amanda and, and everything that she was struggling with and, and be that loving husband that deals with uh, a loved one who is struggling with depression uh, and, and I thought that that was really good uh, I thought that there were several supporting roles I thought were really really well done and very in, in, in ways that I wish that it had been more of I thought that Amy Irving as uh, Julie's mom was really great I would have loved to have seen more scenes with her uh, and uh, Paul Giamatti uh, was the psychiatrist. He had very, very few scenes, uh, but he was, he was dynamic in the scenes that he was in. And I wish that he had had more scenes because I feel like that that would have been something that, uh, would have loved to have, uh, developed further along in the story. Uh, but just given the, the narrative that was told, uh, there wasn't much beyond what he was able to do, but what, when he was on screen, uh, I, I thought that he was tremendous and uh, almost kind of goes off uh, typecasting because uh, in a lot of the roles he's in, he's kind of the bad guy or he's smarmy or uh, he's a lot of different things. But here, he's very much a loving, caring uh, psychiatrist who wants to help people. And I thought that he really did a great job with that. Um, really, the only two negatives I feel like with this film are one is the time you really have no sense uh for the majority of the film of of timing what the time is where you are in the story because there's several times where there's flashbacks where there's cut cut scenes in and out uh, whether it's flashing uh, back or flashing forward Uh, you honestly don't even know that it's a for the most part a period piece until about halfway three quarters through the film um, which is surprising because you see the trailers and you see everything and you think this is a uh, set in today but it's really not Um, which that was something that I wonder as to uh, was that a narrative question as to why uh, it was set not in present day but majority of it set in the uh, not distant past but um in the past Um, I don't know and then the other thing was the subplot with her dad I thought that that part really didn't make a whole lot of sense uh, except for I guess trying to give an explanation as to maybe why uh, Julie struggles with mental illness issues why she struggles with depression is because of her dad. Uh, but it just really just, 
he really didn't. It felt out of place. I think was the would have been the best thing. I think if they had excised uh, that character out, I don't think that the film would have suffered any. I think that it almost would have tightened it, tightened the story up a little bit more because you didn't really necessarily you really didn't necessarily need uh, the father character of Julie in the film. Uh, to have gotten across the message that uh, Amy was, you know, the director was wanting to get across, um, but that was her narrative choice, uh, and and I, I, to an extent, I understand why she did it, uh, but at the same time, I feel like that was something that probably could have been uh, not in the film and been perfectly fine with the narrative and, and the storytelling. Um, trying to think what else because it really just it wrecked me I think really uh, I feel like like I said comparing it to Four Good Days it's a film that I'm glad that I saw it Um, I'm glad that I took the time to watch it I don't know if I would take a second viewing of it or if I did it would it would have to be a while uh, because you really have to be uh in a certain mindset to be able to watch this film. Uh, you really, I don't think this is something that you can just pop in, uh, in your Blu-ray player or just watch it at any time. I think you really have to kind of prepare yourself, uh, to watch this film. It's not a bad film. I will say that it's not a bad film. It's a, um, it's a, uh, it's a decent film. I would say it's probably the best way to describe it. It's a decent film. It's not a great film. It's got great performances, uh, but it's not a great film and it's not a bad film. It's just kind of, I would say it's a solid film. Uh, I won't spoil the ending. Uh, You kind of have to watch the ending uh, to see it for yourself. I don't necessarily agree with the ending. Kind of like with the card counter, I didn't necessarily agree with the ending, but I understood the ending. Uh, I kind of understood this ending too. I didn't agree with it, but I understood it. Uh, so that's one of those where you kind of just have to chalk it up as that ending is not going to be for everybody. Uh, but it, it fits with the narrative that, uh, the director was and the, the writer was wanting to tell. Uh, so it's, it's a film that I would say, if you have an opportunity to watch it, I would watch it. Uh, but I would just wait until Netflix or streaming. To me, that's probably your best option. I wouldn't necessarily go see it in a theater. It's not necessarily one that you have to go see in a theater. You can wait and see it on Netflix or Hulu or uh, just rent it on streaming or Redbox uh, and you'll be okay. Uh, but like I said... It's one that you got to prepare yourself for. If if you're if you're someone that struggles with mental health, if you're someone who uh, battles depression, uh, be prepared to watch it uh, when you watch it. And, and if you're a family member, uh, I think definitely if you're a family member or someone who uh, knows someone that's dealing with depression, I think this is something to worth watching and checking out for yourself. So that's my thoughts on A Mouthful of Air. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this film or any film that you're watching right now. You can always let me know 
uh, your thoughts by sending an email, screennerdspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can always tweet the podcast at screennerdspod. Uh, and please, if you get an opportunity, rate and review and subscribe to the podcast, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, wherever it is that you get podcasts, please rate and review and subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. So again, thanks for joining me for this quick screen episode. My name's Michael Bergen, and we will catch you on the next episode.